moving into a September season. And our vacation time, Heather and I, we had such a great time. We um, took some time out in Vancouver. We uh, celebrated my mom's 80th birthday party. Can you believe it? My dad, yeah. My dad surprised her with a surprise party. And she's a prophetic lady, so that was quite the undertaking, I will tell you. Couldn't believe it, but we pulled that one off and had a wonderful time, celebrated at a golf course and got a nice banquet and all these friends from her past, and so it was a wonderful time. Um, Spent some time here in Calgary, had a staycation. Don't we live in a beautiful place? The mountains and the the, hiking, I just love it here. Uh, Then another night got away to Southern California for a few days as well, just the two of us, which was really romantic and nice. And and while we were just on vacation this summer, there was a a few words that the Lord just kind of put in my heart that I've been meditating on. And one of those words was the word flourish. It just grabbed me. It just, do do you ever, has that ever happened to you where where a word or a verse or a thought, I think as we walk in the spirit, sometimes that happens where God will just highlight a theme or a thought. So I began to meditate. Of course, we were in California. I was thinking about how the righteous flourish like a palm tree as I was looking at a palm tree. Maybe that was the inspiration. But I'll tell you, God desires for his people to flourish. He has created you to flourish in life. And I believe that a flourishing church is a fruitful church. And a fruitful church has something to give. A fruitful church can impact the city. What I believe the Lord is wanting to do is remind us over these next two weeks, we're going to start a series in a couple of weeks called This Is Us. We're going to be talking about relationships and some of our values as a church to move into the fall. But these next two weeks, today and next Sunday, I want to come around this idea that God has created you and me to flourish in every aspect of life. Not just get by, not just, you know, coast along. And I've struggled with this at times in my life. And perhaps you have two words. It just, it just seems like, I don't know, the world feels like it's against me. And it would just be easier to just get by. I don't want to be one of these kinds of people that when somebody comes up to me and says, hey, how are you doing? I'm getting by. I'm doing okay. You know, some Christians, I mean, Christians should be full of joy and knowing that even though it's hard right now, I'm flourishing. I had a friend phone me just a couple weeks ago. And he says, hey, how's it going? I said, I'm flourishing. He's like, whoa! He like almost fell over. He's like, Ow! Because it's a declaration of faith, knowing and trusting God's heart that he has created me to succeed, to thrive in life, and to flourish. And I want to call you, and I want to call us as a church to rise up in a fresh revelation that God has not called me just to get by. He has called me to exceed in every aspect of my life. This is God's desire for his people. Because a flourishing church is a fruitful church, and a fruitful church has something to give a city. And God's called us to give this city of Calgary, this nation of Canada, hope. In the Bible, the word flourish means to bud, to burst forth, or to break out. Some other words uh, I looked up that some synonyms blooming, expanding, 
thriving, growing, prosperous, doing well, going strong, in top form, roaring, robust. How many people want to thrive? <laughs> How many people want to thrive in life? Psalm 92 is where we're going to go today. If you have a Bible, we're going to look at uh, just some principles and aspects that I believe that can help us in life to flourish. And I also just have a couple words of exhortation I want to give us that I feel like the Lord has given me for our congregation as well. There's key principles that I believe that we can, we can pull out of this. But before we go to Psalm 19, you grab that in your Bible. But I want us to look at Genesis chapter 1. This is a familiar portion of Scripture, uh, starting at verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. And in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, and he created them. God, watch this, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue. God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. And this fruitfulness is even beyond the multiplication of human beings. This is beyond procreation. Because in Genesis, God's desire, when he created Adam and Eve, he created man and woman in his likeness, was that they would be a flourishing people. That God's blessing would be upon them. That whatever they would do would flourish. And in Genesis, you see that he gave them dominion. He gave them authority. He gave them uh, dominion over the animals. He gave them the authority to sow and to reap and to produce. And God's intention from the beginning for every one of us has always been that we would thrive, that we would multiply, that we would produce in our lives. This is how God created us. And flourishing has to do with this, this increase, this fruitfulness in our lives. And even after the fall, it was still God's intention that mankind would flourish because God said to Noah and his sons the same thing. He said, now go and be fruitful and multiply. And then God got a hold of a man named Abraham. His name was Abram, and then his name was Abraham. And God said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you, and you're going to be a blessing to all the families. And this blessing of God that, that was in God's heart from the beginning has not gone away. This blessing that was in God's heart from the very start when he first created us, he put Adam and Eve in a garden, which is such a beautiful picture, a place of growth and health and fruitfulness and flourishing. And as we are now children of Abraham, Apostle Paul reminds us in Galatians that we are now descendants of Abraham and this blessing, this fruitfulness, this thriving, this flourishing is for us. And so now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. And you are his heirs. And God's promise, promise to Abraham belongs to you. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You always see God blessing. There's a blessing that follows the generations. 
And, and Abraham was one of these guys, and, and everything he did was so blessed. And his 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 livestock, his, you know, everything everywhere Abraham went, everybody's like, what's going on with Abraham? Because he's got the blessing of God on his life. And, and this promise for us, I want to remind us this morning, is it's for us. And so we can't afford to be Christ followers in Calgary who just coast by and say, well, I don't know. It's okay. Just get by, just surviving. Friends, we all have time when we feel like that. There's realities in life, and there's trials, and there's challenges. But I believe God wants to ignite something in our spirit that would so shift our thinking, our mindsets, our behaviors, that no matter what is taking place, we would say, listen, it doesn't feel like I'm thriving right now. It doesn't feel like I'm in a season of flourishing. i got to get to a place of flourishing because that's God's promise for me. Somehow I'm not experiencing the full promise of God. And so it's a revelation. And it's a grace. And it's an anointing that we walk in as children of God. All the promises we sang just earlier today, didn't we? All his promises are what? Are yes and amen. And we stand on that and we live in that revelation. Psalm 92 is our text. And I want to spend a little time on this this morning. Let me read it and then uh, we'll pull some things out that I believe are going to help you and me. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. Everybody just say that word, flourish. Isn't that a great word? They will flourish where? In the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Somebody say amen if you're over 40. They will stay fresh and green. Hallelujah. There's a word for spirit life hour on Tuesday, Pastor Cliff. Fresh and green. New series. Now, it's true. I want to be better at 70 than I am at 47. I do. I want, I want to be in the game. I want to be preaching the gospel. I want to be healthy. I, I, want, to be, I want to be vibrant. I want to be uh, thriving. I want to be thriving at every season of my life. And I'm almost like, I don't know if I, if I took advantage of my 20s or my 30s like I, I could have. I think I had some thriving years. I think I had some ups. I think I had some coasting. But but I'm determined in my life that I'm going to live in the blessing of God. I'm going to contend for it. I'm going to pray for it. I'm going to stay in faith, even when it gets hard, even even when the storms come, even when the wind and the rain. I'm going to I'm going to contend. I'm going to be a person that leans into faith, that stays in a spirit of faith. And so are you, because that blessing is on you. This is the word that is in me to just, I just got to get it out. Because that word is to flourish. God has called and created you and me to flourish. Flourishing marriages, flourishing families, flourishing children, flourishing businesses, 
flourishing discipleship, flourishing leadership, flourishing growth, flourishing impact, flourishing in every aspect of our life, flourishing health, flourishing finances, flourishing flourishing relationship, flourishing friendship, flourishing favor, wherever we go, the favor and the blessing and the power of God resting on His people. This is the word that I just get inside of me. I'm just like, take it. There you go. Just start to flourish in your life. You don't settle for second best or, or some second rate coasting kind of Christianity because you're missing God's favor. If you think like you're not worthy of it somehow, or you've had too many hard things happen, but to rise up and flourish, God has put this inside of you. We're all able to flourish. We may be flourishing now. We may not be flourishing now. We may even be flourishing, but God has come to know another level of flourishing for us. Come on. I'm telling you. So I believe the Lord helps us, and he, there's some things that we can pull out of this. So we're going to look at this. Three summers ago, uh, we planted three of these, they called Swedish aspens. In our backyard, these trees do great in California. They're, they're tall and they're skinny. Some of you have them in your yards. And we have a you know a house next door, so I'm like, I want to block that house eventually. Like, so let's in faith plant some trees so we're looking out, we don't see some guy, you know, on his deck clipping clip, clip his toenails. Let's look at trees. So we plant a one, two, three, right in the back, boom, boom, boom. And, uh, you know, the first summer they did pretty well. And then last summer, I was noticing that at the end of the last summer, the two trees, were, they grew a little bit, but the one tree grew, like, double the others. And Heather and I, we like to sit in our living room sometimes, and we like to discuss, we like to uh, conspire and pontificate about which trees are growing the best and the fat. But it's so funny that like, we just like, we sit there, we have our tea, we're like, look at that tree, look at that tree. Like, we're talking about our trees again, aren't we? Can you do that? Can you do that? Because, okay, I'm not that weird. But I'm like, this tree, and one day I was sitting there, and I, I thought, I wonder why that tree is like double the size of the other. Now, rewind. Rewind to the first summer we moved in. We moved in, we didn't have any lawn, it's a newer home, and there was weeds everywhere. And I noticed there were little gopher holes in the backyard. And so my neighbors and I thought, well, this is no good. we got to get rid of these gophers because they're going to wreck our lawns when we put our lawns in. So I went to, you know, like what you would do. I Googled, how do you kill a gopher? <laughs> and so I found all these horrible, horrible ways to kill gophers. You poison them, you drown them. I'm like, oh, how could we ever, these cute little gophers, really? But I thought, well, if I, we don't do something. So then I found on YouTube the, the, the most humane way to get rid of gophers is you don't really kill them. You just put them to permanent sleep. It included my vehicle, my garden hose, my exhaust pipe, and you just put it in their little gopher hole, and you just sing them lullabies until they fall asleep forever. And it worked because I never saw another gopher after that. But 
as I'm sitting there looking at the tree, I'm like, I know why that tree's double. It's right over the Gopher graveyard. The nutrients in the soil, I know it's gross, but just bear with me for the illustration. The nutrients and the roots got rooted in some good stuff. The, root, the roots got rooted in some things that caused it to prosper, to thrive. In Psalm 92, the psalmist, there's some things that, that he talks about. And the first one is the righteous. The righteous will flourish. And when we look at that, sometimes we say, well, the righteous, I'm not like, I, you know, I mess up. And we, we think we are disqualified. But let me remind you this morning that we are righteous only because of the work of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, hanging there on that cross to forgive us and to make us in right standing. The word righteous means in right standing or in right relationship with God. Now, we are thankful this morning that you're not righteous on your own, but you are righteous because of Jesus Christ. You are righteous because of Jesus Christ. The righteous will. So the promise is for you still. Of Abraham, you will flourish. You will flourish. The righteous will flourish. And this morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus today, if you're not in right standing with Him, I'm going to give you an opportunity just in a few moments to receive Christ in your life. Aristotle is one of the, I guess, you know, original thinkers around um, the philosophy, the psychology of human flourishing. And he's on to something because Aristotle talks about human flourishing takes place when we understand that we have a purpose and that we don't do it alone, that we do it in community with people. He's on to something. But, but Aristotle and human flourishing and just the idea of, of trying to flourish in and of yourself and your own righteousness, it will only spring up for a time. If you Read back a little further in Psalm 92. You will see that the psalmist is, is in this time of singing and, and praying, I guess, these prayers, these songs to God. And, and he also talks about the contrast of the unrighteous or the evil. who, who they, they also flourish, but they spring up like weeds. Where, where there's a season where they flourish, and we see this in Scripture, where the ungodly can even flourish, and they spring up, and, and, and they spring up, and there's there's flourishing going on, but then they're like weeds. They, 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 they have a season, and then they die. But then in contrast, the righteous will flourish. He says, now, like a palm tree. Palm tree. I love palm trees. The comparison here to the flourishing like a palm tree. Palm trees, what's unique about them, is they're one of the only trees, in fact, I think they're the only tree, that the longer they exist, the more fruit they bear. Uh, a lot of, most trees, apple trees, you know, plum trees, they have a season where they peak and they, they, they become the most fruitful, and then in their old age they get less and less fruitful, and then they die. But a palm tree, they, they last a long time, they thrive in desert conditions, they thrive under heat, but they have more fruitfulness as they as they age. And they will flourish them then like a palm tree. The older we get, as we are planted in the house of the Lord, the more fruitful we are. I just want to call that out with you this morning. 
Because it goes to the next point here that we then are like cedars in Lebanon. Because the cedars of Lebanon, I haven't been to the Holy Land, but apparently they have cedar trees there. And from doing a little research about it, they're very similar to the kinds of cedar trees we see on the West Coast. And the cedars on the West Coast, they, they're beautiful, and up and down the Redwood Forest and the, and the BC um, coast. And, and I love cedar trees. I love the smell of them. I love the, 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 the they're huge. They're just they're massive trees. But one of the things about cedar trees is they're so huge, but the way they're rooted is they're not rooted deep. They're they're rooted somewhat deep, but they're, they're, they're not rooted deep enough to sustain their weight. So what they do is the roots grow together with other cedar tree roots, and they're called cedar groves. Have you ever heard of that idea, a cedar grove? And a cedar will root itself connected to the other trees. And so the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, more fruitful in old age. They will grow. Here's how we grow. Here's how we grow, and here's how we flourish, connected to other people in connection, in community. They actually, cedar trees find their strength. They find, they're able to flourish when they're connected. They're planted then, look at this word planted in the house of the Lord. I love this. Because where you're planted matters. Just like my trees in the backyard. Where you're planted, what you're planted into, what the source is of your plant, where, you, where your roots are going down, there you will flourish. And being planted in the house of the Lord, it's a lot more than just going to church. Being planted in the house of the Lord is not just attending church, because there's a lot of people that attend church and they're not flourishing like they could be. Attending church is part of it. It's a good start. But being planted in the house of the Lord is being planted in community with the people of God, like the cedars of Lebanon. It's being planted in the things of God, in the soil of God, in the resources of God, in the goodness of God, in the character of God. Being planted in, in who He is, the sustenance of God, the life of God. Being planted in the house of the Lord means I have my roots firmly planted in God. Not the things of the world, not the ways of the world, not my own ambitions, my own striving, my own driving. It may last for a season, but it's going to go away. But when you are planted in the house of the Lord with the people of God, in connection in the community of God, in the house, not just hopping from church to church to church, but you find a house and you say, that's going to be my house. And I like most of those people. Some of them I don't even like, but I'm going to be planted there. I'm not even sure about the color of the carpet and the stains in the front. I'm not even sure that these seats are comfortable enough for me to endure a 35-minute sermon from this guy. But I'm going to be planted there. I'm going to be there. And I'm going to put my roots down because that's where you will flourish. That's where you will flourish is when you're planted in the house of the Lord. And then the psalmist says this, where, where we flourish in the courts of the Lord. This is the presence of God. This is beautiful. The courts of the Lord speaks of the presence of God. That's what I love about just coming on Sunday where we gather. It's in the presence of God. It's His power. It's His presence. So it enables us to walk into the promises of being a child of God. 
to be created to flourish, seed of Abraham. We say we're going to be planted. We're going to be like a palm tree. We're going to be fruitful. We're going to be fruitful in our old days. We're going to be fruitful being connected to each other. We're going to thrive. We're going to flourish, being connected like cedars of Lebanon. We're going to, we're going to flourish, being planted in the house of the Lord, not just hopping around not just attending church here and there on online or this place for all that stuff, but it's about being in community. It's about being planted in the house of the Lord. In the courts of God, then, finding ourselves in the presence. This is where we flourish. In the presence. Oh, the presence of God. How I long and how I hunger. The, the longer I serve Jesus, the more I sense his presence in my life. This is what I want to encourage you. If you're new to your faith, just keep on being planted. Keep on growing through the storms, through the wind, through the weather. Being planted like a palm tree. Palm trees going through seasons, winter, summer, weather, cedars, winter, storms, bending. There's breaking in life, but they're still planting. There's planting. They're still flourishing. And the presence of the Lord there's nothing like the presence of God. And one thing I love about this church is the presence of God is amongst the people of God. The presence of God is not contained to a building. It's wherever we go, but there's something powerful when we come together. We, we bring the presence together. We, it's the presence that is so cool, isn't it? The presence of God in all of us when we come together. It's like it's like the presence just kind of comes just... Because we're, because we're the carriers of his presence. The anointing, the presence is on us. The psalmist said, Lord, you have poured oil on me. And there's an anointing of flourishing. There's an anointing of the presence of God. And this is where we flourish in his courts. And then the promise is they will still bear fruit in his old age. One of the words, you've heard me share this, and I'll share more on Vision Sunday, but one of the words over this house is that in its latter years, in its late years, she will bear much fruit. Like Sarah, she will give birth and bear fruit in her old age. We're 91 years old, church. And I believe that as we move towards the 100 mark and into the next decade, should the Lord tarry, that our best years, our most flourishing years, our most fruitful years, are ahead of us. Come on, let's be in together. Let's lean into this together. Let's get a revelation together. Let's trust God together. And ask the musicians to come because we're going to conclude. But there's just, I mentioned, there's a couple of exhortations I just want to give us today. And these are, these, these are birth from prayer. As I was praying for each one of you, um, my desire for everyone in this church is that we would flourish. We can help each other to flourish. I believe there's still more healing to experience. I believe there's more breakthrough to experience. But as we're planted, as we lean in by faith and walk in these promises, God created us. And when God created me, not just survive and get by to thrive. And flourish. So I want to offer some ways of thinking that I believe will create an environment for God to help you 
accomplish in your life. And the first one is to give yourself permission to be loved. I felt like this is what the Lord was saying to me today. Give yourself permission to be loved. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that's what we are. There's something about family and kids, but it's a healthy family and a healthy home. Kids thrive in a healthy home. And some of you have had the opportunity to grow up in a healthy home, healthy family. Others of you, it's been more broken. And at different levels, all of us struggle a little bit with receiving God's love for us because we so quickly go towards works, you know, and maybe I can earn God's love and earn God's favor. We have a tendency just to try to think, well, maybe God loves other people, but not so much for me. I felt like the Lord just reminded us today He wants us to prosper, He wants us to thrive, He wants us to flourish. And flourishing begins in an environment giving yourself permission to be loved by God. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. See, David knew that. David knew that he was loved by God. He's my shepherd. He's taking care of things. David knew that he was loved by God. Therefore, David knew that he was lovable. Therefore, David knew that when he walked through the valley of the shadow of death, he didn't have to fear evil, that God was preparing, flourishing for him, a table in the presence of his enemy, because David knew God loved him. So I'm going to leave that with you this morning. Give yourself permission and a fresh revelation, God. Thank you and receive your love. The second one is to invest in yourself and develop your gifts. God has given every person a gift. He's given all of us the ability to work that gift, to grow. So we want to help you to help you to discover that. That's what Growth Track is all about. It's a way that we can help you discover your gift, a place to serve, a place to develop and work on that gift. To build your life with, with the idea I'm going to be planted. I'm going to, I'm going to offer my gift to the Lord. There's different kinds of gifts the scripture says. Take some time. What does that look like to Invest yourself. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk about living, living with margin in our lives. Because I believe that that's an environment honoring the Sabbath principle in our lives. Margin is an environment where we flourish. So don't miss next Sunday. Come on back. But investing in yourself so that you can grow, so that you can develop your gift, because the city needs your gift. We need. We need each other's gifts to flourish. We need us to walk in the gift, the calling that God has for us. Ecclesiastes says, whatever you do, do well. Let's be, let's be a people with an excellent spirit. Let's be a house with an excellent spirit. We're going to do it, we're going to do it well. Friends, I've just come back from my vacation more committed than ever, not just to grow a big church, but to grow big people. To grow big people. To grow big people. That's what we're going to do. We're going to help each other. We're going to help each other grow. 
Part of that is working our gift and offering our gift to the house, to the Lord. And then the plans of the diligent lead to profits, profit, and surely it's hastily spotted. So it's our diligence. As we put our hand in the plow, we're diligent. And I'm just so proud of our staff and some of our team. I just said to our staff, all of them are like this, which is amazing. But there were some that I was away and there were things that just needed to get done and signed on. And I came back and I was like, kind of thinking, well, we're we going to do something about that. But like, oh, we already took care of it. Pastor Ben, we already know what's in your heart. We just did it. And you know what? They did it better and more excellent than I could have done it. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful for the team that's like, you get it. Like, yeah, because yeah, they're not just here, like, you know, taking orders. They're here building the house. They're invested with their gift in this house. And we haven't seen anything yet. We have so many gifts in this house. We got so many preachers. We got so many evangelists. We got so many home group leaders. We got so many Sunday school teachers. We got so many business people. We're gonna we're gonna hit the seven mountains of culture. We're gonna impact business and, and every arena, education and arts and entertainment. God has called us to flourish, to flourish, to flourish, to flourish, to flourish. We got to be planted, and once we're planted, we're gonna flourish. We're gonna flourish in the vision. We're gonna go for it. We're gonna see a city because. Because a fruitful church is a flourishing church. And a flourishing church is a fruitful church. And a flourishing church has something to give. I would invite you to stand with me this morning. Thank you, Father. Come on, let's just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Just begin to reach out to the Lord. Whatever He's been dealing with you about today, speaking to you about today. Just receive his love. Just receive his encouragement. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. If you're here this morning, and today is your day, and you've not yet surrendered your life to Christ, and you've been trying to flourish on your own, and trying to, you know, get that side hustle going, and, you know, trying to get all the followers and all the people to, you know, pay attention to yourself, uh, you might flourish for a season, but it's, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. But if you would plant yourself in gift in your heart in, in, in the house of the Lord, you will flourish and you will flourish with longevity not only in this life but in the life to come and today you want to know that before you leave this service that you are right with God, you are in right relationship with Him. As I look around and eyes are closed and people are praying